It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's post-match. It's uh, Liverpool 2, Everton 0, uh, Anfield. It's me and Les Roberts uh, going over the game there. Um, personally, let's get straight into it, Les. I don't think Everton particularly deserved, well, certainly not a 2-0 defeat. I think obviously you'll get the other half and probably most of the Fans of football thinking that, yeah, Liverpool probably just about deserved this. But um, given the way we played, let's start with the positives here. Uh, I, I thought there wasn't the usual bottling it sort of job from the Everton 11 that went out there. Yes, there's obviously um, a specific way that Sean Dice wanted Everton to set up against the side and frustrate them and have some sort of uh, counter-attack effort from ourselves. But by and large, I, I think we largely did what he'll have asked to do and there were some, well, there are a few decisions which didn't go our way, as you'd expect at that place. And yeah. uh, two another defeats harsh on us, isn't it? I think so. I I think from the from the like the, if you split the game into two halves, the the, the uh, before the red card and after, I I thought everything was working like as we'd hope it to be yeah. for both parts of that. I think leading up to Ashley Young's second yellow card, which we'll get into soon, I'm sure. Um, you know, we were we were limiting them to. Not very many chances. Calvert Lewin obviously had the best chance of the half, I think. Um, but that header, like just like in the first few minutes. Um, but I thought it was it, it was quite an even game. You know, both teams were just sort of like feeling each other out. They probably had the best of the attacking impetus. We had this weird thing whereby we were leaving loads of men, committing loads of men at corners, and they hit us on the break a couple of times. But aside from that, I thought everything was working fine. We pretty much matched them all over the park. Um, and again, you know. I, I thought it was it was quite a brave decision to ride out that last 10 minutes of the first half with 10 men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it worked. You know, we went in nil-nil. Uh, I thought, you know, going to going to 5-3-1, three, three, I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably would have gone 4-4-1, four, 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 if I'm honest. But, mm. you know, I think that was working up until the penalty. You know, the, you can say all you like that Michael Keane's a liability, and he is. But, you kind of think if the manager wants to go to that formation and that formation was working, I don't think there's much else you can do, is that? You know, unless he drops Mikolenko back in there and lashes um, McNeil at fullback, something yeah. like that. I think that's pretty much the obvious sub. If you're going to go 5-3-1, five, three, five, three, that's the obvious sub you're going to make. Now, 
I know Michael Keane is a liability and he seems to cost us loads and loads of goals. But I think it, in that regard, if the manager wants to play that, his, his hands are kind of tied with that substitution. Yeah. I, I tweeted in the week, actually, that he'd be responsible for a goal that we concede. And he was. Um, just picking up on that, I you can't have any, any complaints. The ball was close to him when it was hit, but he honestly looked like he was running for the bus. And I just don't know <laughs> why his arm was where it was. It was it was a it was a stick on penalty, absolutely no question about it. Mm. And it was unfortunate because you know up until that point again we were, we were keeping them out. You know they had a couple of chances, but you know they, they weren't dominating us the way I thought. You know as soon as we go down to ten men, you would expect Evan to shit the bed there and be mm. about three down after an hour, but they didn't. You know we made them look particularly ordinary there. I thought you know they'll come out and say it wasn't a great performance and we still won two 0 and then we can come out and say. You know, it wasn't a great performance from them, but it was a fucking great performance of the referee for them, which annoys me because yeah. I don't want to have to talk about the referee every fucking time this fixture gets played. Yeah. But with things like today, it's impossible not to because, because it, you know, they may still have beaten us. Even if they went down to 10 men, they may still have beaten us. But it would be nice once in a while just to have the chance to have an even playing field because mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I'm not going to put too far a point on it. It was a fucking disgraceful performance from that referee. I've not yeah. been getting angry or, or worked up. <laughs> I've been quite philosophical going into the game because I don't expect anything. But it genuinely makes you blood boil when you see shit like that because it was it's out of order. It's pathetic. I need I need to ask you when when you said this about him, and I completely agree with you that the, uh, his performance as a referee was was a joke and it was embarrassing. And um, in any normal mm-hmm. circumstance, he'd be the type back in the day. To get next week uh, refereeing at a lower level league. That's what you used to do. Remember that happened to uh, Uriah Rennie a few times yeah. in the day. He'd be he'd be in League One the next week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but he did have him back in the Premier League that we have. To... <clears throat> on on that though, um, and it might well be obvious to most people here. And I'm going to slater for this, but won't dive into it too much. But I do want to do want to get sort of delved into the the specifics with him. I thought the sending off was right. With Ashley Young, I, I, in terms of right, I thought it was just a sending off out of the out of the, the original book. Yeah, I, I can I just cut in there. I write it was two yellow cards. Exactly. Yeah, it was two yellow cards. But Simicast was also a yellow card, which was minutes after yeah. Ashley Young got booked for the same thing. That that's the first strike <laughs> to the referee for me. Hmm. And if you're gonna give, if you're gonna book, if every player is gonna get a yellow card for every bookable challenge. You're gonna end up with 88 every week. That was, you know, that was maybe that was two fouls he made. He got booked for both. Now, how, how often do you see it where the referee goes, "You've got one more chance there. Any more of that, and you're off." Yeah, that that's the common you know, sense approach, we, isn't it? We can go, we can go straight to the second half where there's an absolutely fucking nailed on uh, example of that where Canate fouls Beto, and the referee does nothing. It's a mm. second yellow card. If you're going to be giving out yellow cards like that, you've got to give them out consistently. Yeah. You don't because you never. But that, that's a stick on yellow card and he doesn't give it and fucking sure as anything, he gets sub straight away. Now that just shows, like Klopp knows he's got away with that one. Yeah, Everyone knows he's got Klopp, away with that one. And it's just not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing the thing with that, like you say, um, I think back in the day, you know, before the AV, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, I know that shit. You've seen it from referees where you see certain percentages that they throw in a newspaper over a weekend. Like when they go to the bigger, so-called bigger sides in the Premier yeah. League, they'd have 70, 80% of the favourites of uh, refereeing decisions. And that was one of those games today, I felt. Um, I think there were a couple of times as well in that, but like you say, you don't want to don't want to crack on about him too much, and certainly you can't really refer it to the reason why we lost. Um, you mentioned Keane there with his arm out. Strangely, I wanted to say to you, I think again, gone back in earlier years in the Premier League, that probably isn't given because people would regard that as a natural position where he's running towards um the, his own his own line. And his body shape is going to be like that when he's yeah, I, reach out. I mean, if you, you see that, you, you're 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 I, a man of football yourself. If you seen that from and it happened to your side, would you be upset with that? No, because, if, that's because right. I don't know why his arms that far out. If you're running, yeah, yeah, you know, his arm was straight. It wasn't even bent. If you're running, you usually have your arm bent. It was straight out. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. You know, especially now as you see defenders. As soon as they get in the box, they do that weird thing where they tuck their arms behind the back, which which is a completely unnatural position for your arms. But that's what a lot of them do. He did the complete opposite. I, I don't get what he was thinking. The only thing that was going to happen there was the ball was going to get crossed. So don't yeah. put your hand out. Um, you know, I can see, as I said, I can see maybe it was a little bit close in because it was hammered at him, but his arm shouldn't have been there for me. No. I, 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 I've got no complaints at all with that penalty. Yeah. To be honest, um, but I think you're talking about referees getting demoted. Those decisions go the other way. That referee gets demoted. Oh yeah, and he gets maybe all we'd see all day long is on Sky Sports News on fucking TNT, which you work for now. You'd see all. <laughs> you'd no, see I, work, that. I work for Five Live now, Dave. I'm on against. Oh yeah, there we go. Mate. Yeah, I don't even get paid for Five Live anymore, but you do. <laughs> that's right. But no, you, you see that, and, and that, that you're right. That that's the thing they'd be discussed. All day long on that, talking about why Liverpool were uh, were robbed of three points or a draw because Everton uh, didn't get down to ten men and they did. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the more positive things here. The the two individuals that I thought were were exceptional were Branthwaite, which we tend to expect now. I think he's he's destined for I hate to say it, bigger and better things if Everton don't get their act together and go along yeah. with him. Great that he signed a new deal. Uh, and the other guy, which absolutely surprised me because I was already slating him before the game kicked off, was Michalenko. Yeah, I, I was hoping you'd say him. He had he had Mo Salah in his ass pocket and for, for the entirety of that game because he went off before they scored. Every single time he won the ball against him, uh, he, he could track back with him. He was as quick as him. When he won it back, he played the right ball forward. He'd play it into anybody around him or he'd, he'd clear it up the pitch. That was an outstanding left-back performance. And do you know what, Les? I mean, obviously, we've lost the game. We're talking about the derby in a post-match chat here. But there were so many elements of that game that I thought, you know what, going forward, if you play like that, we're not going to be in trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. You know, Dice will probably get stick for it. Michael Keane will get stick for it. But... Yeah, I, I said that. I think we did all right. 
On Mikolenko, I mean, I've yeah, I've criticised him as much as anyone in the past. Yeah, yeah. Salah got past him once in like the first minute, and then after that, he did not get a sniff. It was it was a brilliant performance, and I think he's probably low key been getting better every week. He's hopefully he'll grow into a. I don't think he's ever going to be you know your late Bain type attacking fullback at all. No, but defensively, you know, he's got everything he needs there to be a really good defensive left back, and you know. For me, that's what you want from your left back first and foremost. You want them to be able to defend. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought him and Branko were were exceptional today. Uh, I thought Onana had a good game as well. Um, that tackle he put in in the first half, when I think he was surrounded by two or three of their players on the edge yeah. of our box, was uh, was outstanding. And I thought I thought he had a very good game too. Um, I say I can't I can't feel too bad about that performance. I just feel annoyed at the referee and again. And as I said, I hate having to speak about the referees every time this game gets yeah. played. But there was there was a stat, actually. They were talking before the game um, about the amount of red cards in this fixture. It's the most in Premier League history, isn't it? I think it's yeah, like 19. Yeah. That could be 20 now. And I'm sure they said Everton have had 13 of those 19 or something stupid. So that'll be yeah. 14 of 20. And I can't remember the last time that was a particularly dirty fixture. You know, that's, some that's of the fouls really I think of. Funes Mori. Yeah, that was that was a horrible, horrible foul. Um, but you know, it's it's not been for a good six, seven years. I don't think a particularly dirty fixture. But players keep getting sent off, and if it's always or if it's consistently Everton players, you've then got to look at the referees. I'm going to be thinking, why? What what is this? Why 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 is this happening? And it's it just baffles me. It really does because you know, as you say, to the letter that was to the letter actually young had to go off. They were two yellow card offences. But yeah. then he had two instances for Liverpool, at least, where their players should have got booked and one should have resulted in a red card and it never mm. happened. And, you know, they met 10, 10 v 10. I don't think they get anything out of that game other than a draw. 10 v 10, you know, you, you can't say for sure. But I, th- I think we, we hold our own in that game then. Uh, it totally changed the dynamic of the fixture. Um, and I just think it it's just dead annoying that we don't yeah. get the chance to play it out even-handed because, you know, they're a better team than us. They're a far better team than us. They don't need an advantage like that, but mm. you consistently get one. And that's, it's just, it's just dead annoying. You know, I, I didn't expect anything out of the game. The only surprise was there wasn't a weird VAR decision that did us in, but yeah, Craig Pawson to do that. So, <laughs> Well, the, the, the interesting thing you said at the start, and it was inevitable we were going to talk about referees, but you said that we hate talking about referees because they're the ones that, Ruin ties and, and and the way in which uh, games finish and score lines and whatnot. If, if like I, I agree with you, if that if that didn't happen, uh, if if Ashley Young, obviously I'm no fan of Ashley Young. Uh, fair play to him, a 38. Did he still a Premier League footballer? But I would have started Patterson there myself anyway. Yeah. Clearly, there may well have been um, an injury problem or whatnot. And he isn't 100 percent going to do that. Um, but seeing how if that happened, you talk about holding our own. I also thought that we frustrated them. If you see, if you listen to the crowd there as well, really, really quiet. They kept mentioning it time after time. Yeah, um, and that was because I thought they were just they were out of ideas. Really, pinging it out to to Salah is the way they hit it. Mikhailenko's keeping them quiet all game long. The alternative to that, I, I saw Alexander Arnold whipping crosses in. You've only got a load of mini lads up front until he put um, Darwin Nunes on. Uh, and that, that's when you'd expect set pieces and crosses start going into the box. But when you see them start doing that, and I think they've always done that under under Klopp, when you start seeing putting crosses into the box, it's like, 
game over this. Mm. That's when, um, even when we were down to 10 men, I think we still kept them quite quiet. I don't remember Pickford un- until his last one uh, in the last couple of minutes having to make an outstanding save. Um, and then, you know, the, the other side of things as well is, is in a in an attacking package, the thing that we tried to do, which is not to be uh, unexpected with, with Dice, is you want to play with your one man up front, get people in and around them when you can, get them to hold the ball up and let's see where we go from there. Um, I thought I felt unfortunate for Calvert-Lewin, but I don't think that's any surprise, given that most of the times, if not all the times when we go there, that is the Everton way. We go there, try and keep one man on on the halfway line, or who can who can run and just hassle their centre backs and hope we can get some players up there. I think that was very much the the, the key. The you know the the first the first selection is going to be from Dice. Uh, I I was a little bit more interested in what you said there about Onana. Um, it's bitten my words quite a lot. Um, because I've been slagging him off quite a lot recently, saying that he hasn't really stood up. He hasn't really done what you think of a player of the natural talent that he's got. Today I thought it was there. Today I thought the usual, let me, you know, start putting my fists up towards the uh, the fans and getting everybody everybody going. It wasn't. He put his head down and, and got involved with everything that, that came at him in the midfield. When I saw their midfield as well, Les, I was, uh, I have to say, I'm, I, was, I was ambitious. Uh, I, was, I was quite happy with what I saw there. Relatively unknown players, relatively inexperienced lads, a couple of young players they've brought in. Yeah. To their credit, they look like they're going to be really talented lads, let's be honest. But I thought, you know what, that's where we can actually, should actually get get the, the better edge of that battle in midfield. Gardner, I, I didn't see Gardner enough. Um, I don't think it was his kind of game, really. You're not going to get somebody like him with enough time on the ball. Um, yeah. It's a little bit unfortunate for him. Onana Decore, really surprised he didn't see that uh, gay either. But yeah, I mean, by and large, I don't think there's much criticism to be had of Dice. When he puts uh, Beto on, though, I'm I'm looking at that and thinking, oh, I don't think this is the right decision. If you're if you're going to get a draw in this game down to ten men, they've only got one nil up. Put him on and keep Calvert Lewin on and just go just go hell to leather for yeah. it and try and get your points out of it. Don't start, you know. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do a little bit what we can. We'll put the big fella on who can sprint and he can battle it round with uh, Virgil and all that shite. But I didn't get the point in taking unless Calvert Lewin isn't going to finish the full ninety, which is ironic because we've been buzzing off how fit he looked against Bournemouth. Yeah, um, you're putting it's- a lad on who's who's struggled really. Let's be fair. When you've seen better in the Premier League, I think he's struggled so far. Uh, I think there's plenty to come from him because he's got a lot of attributes you want to see. And then Schmitty at the end just looked like, you know, yeah, lad, you won the lottery, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what what did you what did you think of those subs? Yeah, I can I can see I can see both sides really. I can I can see the the logic in bringing Calvert Lewin off mm. purely from a, a fitness angle. And because you know, if he if he breaks down after 80 minutes, season over. <laughs> yeah, I, Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas. 
arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I don't want to say the game was lost at 1-0, but the game was lost at 1-0, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it was going to take something mad to get something out of that. So I can see the, like, the, I can see why you wouldn't want to keep Calvert-Lewin off for, for that long, just in case something happens. You know, because it, it might not be a recurrence of an old injury. It could be something like that broken cheekbone he got. He's, he's on the cusp of being a dead unlucky player at the minute. Um, so if you can sort of limit that, I can, I can kind of see the point. But yeah, I agree. The like for like sub was never really gonna work because you can see Beto doesn't bring enough to the attack when you when you compare him to Calvert Lewin. He, he just doesn't bring the same. But if you got the two of them and you're just just whacking the ball up for because I, I didn't think Van Dyke was particularly good today. I thought he was a bit shit. Um, I thought he was there to be got at. I think he's I think he's coming to that stage in his career. I'm hoping he's come to that stage in his career uh, where people will start to get at him because it, I just I, he got beat for that header in the first few minutes a couple of years ago. He's cleaning up in the air there, yeah. even against Calvert Lewin. Um, so you know, I think he's what he can be got at, uh, and, and I think that's you know that's possibly what we should have done. Uh, but then you don't know if it was just sort of thinking, okay, we'll just sort of stick with what we got in terms of trying to keep this at one nil, see if Beto can do anything, rest Calvert Lewin for next week. If we get a lucky break and we score off it, we get the draw. If we don't, we can feel a bit hard done by because because of the referee. Yeah. Which you know, I hate that because I don't want to use it as an excuse. And I, I do think we probably would have got beat, although there was nothing nothing to suggest in that game that they would have beaten us eleven v eleven or ten v ten. You know, they just got better players, so that there's a good chance we get beat. There, it just just is, and history yeah. suggests that there's a very good chance that we get beat. Um, but it's yeah, as I say, it's it just it's just frustrating, and that's that's the thing what sticks in my head now that referee's performance. Yeah, it's it's, um, what, it's what you don't know. That's the, the the thing that gets in your mind most, in my opinion. yeah. But what you don't know would have happened. You know, you, you refer to it there. Then you know, we're down to we're down to ten. They've got eleven. There's a couple of minutes left before they go and get the the second goal with with Salah. We had, I think we have one. Corner, which was taken by Garner, which wasn't the the great the greatest corner, and then we had one pretty much middle of the pitch that we couldn't. You could. It's one of those that awkward. You don't really want that type of free kick when it's not on either side. Yeah, you, know, you need a diagonal ball to go in, and it, it couldn't. Um, you know, like you say there, you don't know if that goes in. You don't know if we'd have had more of those chances. You don't know if Beto comes on and because he's really quick, he gets a one on one probably falls over and misses like but you know uh, <laughs> you don't know those matters and that's what sticks in my head when you see those uh, refer- yeah refereeing, I, unfair refereeing decisions and also to go back to the subs where we took Harrison and McNeil off for our time didn't we yeah yeah so you know that 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 immediately sort of blunts any form of attack that we've got um, two of our informed players as well two, two, yeah. two people who, who love their, their go-to game is to provide assists yeah, and they, they were getting in quite a bit behind a couple of times in the first half. There was a, there was a couple of times in that first half where the, the, the final ball just didn't make it or we didn't play it. And if we had done, one of our players is in. And that could be down to good defending from Liverpool forced us into that situation or bad you know, play from us, not releasing the ball early enough. Yeah. Um, but as soon as those two come off, you're basically sitting in, aren't you, and defending. Do you think there's enough there, though, from today? Um to sort of go into West Ham next week. With a, it is West Ham next in it away. 
with a bit of confidence. We haven't got a home game. Uh, we got Burnley in the cup, haven't we? On the yeah, first um, November, or I think that's it's... right. Yeah, so you got West Ham, uh, then Burnley at home in the cup, uh, Brighton at home in the cup, and then travel to Palace. So, you know, I think the, what you mentioned about Palace, which is the one that's different to the ones I've just mentioned, there, and the home games coming up. I think I think you hinted at it there with the question you've just asked me. I, I I think there's plenty I've seen from today, which makes you think we can go down to London there and give West Ham. I'm not going to say a, a really good game, like with some sort of side that oh we're probably going to lose, but we might have a chance. I reckon you can go and beat West Ham away. Um, I know under Moyes what they've done in going and winning a trophy last season and stuff like that. Don't look at West Ham as any great unbeaten side. Look, let's hope I'm not. Uh, that's not a kiss of death when we come back from there next week. But <laughs> in, I, I've seen uh, in in and and again, I think in, in in a general in a general capacity, what I've seen from Dice and what he does for us away from home. Dare to say, I feel a little bit more comfortable going away, given what we yeah. did at Brentford, and um, given the way in which he starts games, given the amount of chances he creates as well. It's um, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but. I prefer us playing away from home than a Goodison. I know you take away that 3-0 win against Bournemouth, but you look at the loss against Luton, Wolves, Fulham. There's a yeah, pressure but... funds at home. Right, uh, rightly so, fans, you're kicking up a fuss when we're playing shite and losing games like that at home. I think it's any natural for any group of fans to do that for their team playing at home. Going away, um, it, it's 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 rather uh, praising shithouse behaviour, isn't it? Because it seems like the players are, are in there thinking, ah... All the pressure's off our shoulders now because there's yeah. only a couple of thousand over there. I can just play my game. I can get on and do what I want to do rather than trying to do what I need to do in front of Everton fans at home. Well, that's it. Our, our home form has been terrible for a couple of years now, hasn't it? And I think there's if you look at the stats for it, the games that we've won at home are the games when we've had least possession, I think. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking about us getting 50 60% possession at home, they're the games where we lose it. Because you know irony, we, that's the irony there, Les, is we're all kicking off about that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I do you know what I I happily play counter attack and football yeah, wherever. Yeah. Liverpool did that today in the first half. They looked their most dangerous when we were attacking them and they broke quickly. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, but you, you will get criticism for like sitting in at home and trying to beat teams on the break. But if that's your main strength, just do it. You know, mm. if that's if that's what the players feel comfortable doing, just do it wherever you're playing. Um uh, yeah, that that's sort of how I see it, but it is it is becoming problematic now. The home form, like really problematic. Yeah, you know when you is. look at the game, when you look at the games we've been beating. Um, you know, although the performances haven't been particularly bad, apart from yeah. Arsenal maybe at home and Luton, um, it, it's like it it is a problem and that needs to be addressed. However, sooner rather than later, because you know our away performances, as you said. I've been I've been pretty good at least over the last few weeks as well, and I would include that today as well. I I mm. you know as you said before, we might get stick or I might get stick for saying this, but I don't think that was a, a particularly bad performance from mm. us. No, I completely agree. With you. That's spot on. Um, we'll finish up now as well. But you mentioned there about the home games, and I don't think there's two that are much more difficult than Brighton at home and then Man United at home. I mean, that'll be a real test of what they can do at home under under Sean Dice. I need to check out what record he's had at home. Uh, since he since he came, he had that first win against Arsenal, of course, but I'm not too sure we did too great at home. Well, and away as well, really. We nearly yeah, oh, but the, the, the thing is with those two games, though, you know, they're two teams who will probably want to come and have most of the ball. Mm. So, oh, know, absolutely right, that yeah, be, certainly Brighton. Anyway, 
Yeah, I mean, this will bite me on the arse, but that might might that might do us a favour. <laughs> I think that's I think that's potentially in our favour. So long so long as they don't come and play us off the park and wallop us, I think the fact that they will come and they will want the ball to have the ball more than us. If we just let them, but in the right areas, so let them have the ball on the halfway line, yeah. let them have the ball, you know, a bit out wide, let them have it in the first in their own half, and then we press them for it where we need to. That's the way we we, sh- we should be playing against teams like that. Mm. I think home or away, um, and you know we might have to do that. So you never know. Whatever, it, it can't surely be as bad as we shouldn't have said that, should I? You really shouldn't. Maybe we we've all we both of us have said some things about. We're gonna be great when we go away. We're gonna be great when we go away from home. We're gonna be sound when we we can counter attack sides. That remains to be seen. But anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening to us. Do let us know your comments because I'm sure most of you disagree with what we've spoken about because we've agreed a lot as well. Normally there's a lot of debates on this show. As so we just know, have an argument about something anyway. Yeah, well that's it. Yeah, we'll we'll find <laughs> out anyway. No doubt there'll be a question that's uh, aimed at us on next week's mailbag. But thanks for listening as always on post match. We're always the first to get back with that. Comments, more than welcome as always. And as you know, podcasts pretty much every day of the week. We'll speak to you soon. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.